Hey everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of Level 99. I'm your host Pete, podcast about all things tech related. DevOps, Linux, cloud, you name it. So last couple of weeks was actually kind of interesting and so much fun, right? We had like so many guests come in talking about their different uh, interests and what they do, projects that they work on. And if you are listening in and you know you were one of those guests big shout out to you i do appreciate you for coming on and letting me just talk shop with you very much appreciated it i learned a great deal i'm sure everyone else listened a great deal and just want to take another quick second of just saying thank you to all of the listeners right you guys are all awesome and those of you who've been you know listening in since day one much love appreciate you being part of the journey and those of you who just found me and joining uh level 99 welcome aboard happy to have you and excited to see where this journey takes us so with all that said hope you guys do find this of at least some value and that's what i'm trying to but before we do dive into this week's topic i do want to just say one more thing and if you want to talk about what you do if you are in whether you're a developer you're in automation, cloud, you're an old school Linux guy, or you're doing AI or whatever, anything cool, or if you just want to come on and we just talk shop, feel free to reach out to me at level99podcast.outlook.com. Or if you look at the description, the bottom is going to be a link to my Anchor website, or you can actually leave me a voicemail if you want to reach out to me that way. So feel free to reach out, we can figure something out. And we can talk shop and nerd out. Funny enough, my girlfriend I was actually talking and asking me about all of the guests that I've had recently. And she's like, what do you guys talk about? Like, you know, just a bunch of nerds talking about nerdy shit. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I think I should change the logo of my podcast to that. And she told me, no, that's stupid. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Or maybe I should just start the every opening rather than saying hey everybody like what up nerds i don't know it's just a thought i might try it out who knows but anyways enough of a let's get into the topic so this week's topic is going to be about git ops right you've heard me talk about devops a lot automation and all these things or devops culture but this week i want to kind of touch base on git ops and the, the reason why I wanted to touch base on this topic was actually kind of something that happened at work. So before we get into, you know, a little story time, we're going to kind of dive into what is GitOps or what the, that practice is, just to give you all some of that background if you don't have that already. And, you know, just to make sure we all are on the same page. So GitOps is, in my opinion, and some people might differ on this it's just a subculture of devops right so if you're doing devops correctly you're you're doing GitOps already and a lot of you kind of think like well how many more ops are there right there's devops there's GitOps now and there's already devsecops right like <laughs> how many more things of ops can you throw on it well you just wait and see right i'll figure something else out i'll just throw an ops in front of it make it sound cool and now we've got a fancy job title with it but all joking aside, 
DevOps and practice is actually very helpful. GitLabs actually has a little like documentation or article about GitOps and it's very well written. So if you want to learn more about it, go on Google and I'll put this in the description if you guys want. How do teams put GitOps into practice? It's, it's very well. But the formula that I want to bring attention to of what they deem the basics of GitOps is your infrastructure as code plus your change mechanism with your CI CD is what becomes your GitOps. So what does all that mean? Let's kind of take a step back and break this down a little bit. GitOps is a practice where your repository, whether it's uh, what is it, GitHub, Bitbucket, GitLabs, whatever, right? Your code repo is your source of truth. You don't have people s storing your code in their laptops. You don't have people storing things other, other places. Your repository is your source of truth. And I know a lot of places do a very good job of keeping your code stored and checked in in a repository, especially at a organization level, but they're not fully leveraging the practice. Now, the change mechanism part, right? So whatever updates and things that happen, you want to be notified. For instance, I am pulling the code and I'm, let's say, making updates to the tags, or it could be, and I'm gonna be doing a lot of uh, infrastructure-based examples that's because what I'm more familiar with and you could use this practice in your development cycle whether you're an actual you know, coder and things of that nature but just bear with me here so I can change the tags to I don't know prod non-prod or daylight savings or whatever right and I'll push it now somebody else on team their job is to review that code to make sure hey this makes sense or this is what we wanted and most often this will be your lead or your senior engineers or someone else that is a little bit more, I don't want to say at a higher caliber, but someone who has been around and knows what the organization is looking for, right? So that's most likely going to be your leads or your senior uh, engineers because your manager will most likely be telling them, hey, this is what we need and this is how we got to figure it out. So everyone's kind of on the same page and you being the guy behind or woman behind the keyboard slapping away well you know you might not understand that full picture sometimes and that's perfectly okay that's the whole point of this process so you you know i submit that code in check it in i want to do a, a merge and they look at it like hey so you did a great job here but you know maybe let's use a different word for that tag name instead. Let's just use blog because that's what the other teams are using, right? So now when you're doing this code check-in, there's some peer reviews and there's some check and balances. And a lot of this you can just implement right in your code repository. So with Bitbucket, that's right in your repo settings. GitHub, that's there. I haven't touched GitHub in so long. I can't really remember where that is, but it's probably in the same concept and principle right but in practice it is very helpful and then the CICD part is is where it all kind of comes together 
So for instance, you can have your Jenkins node, right? Kick off the pipeline. It goes to your, let's say, Bitbucket. It'll yank the code. It'll take the latest from whatever branch that you deemed fit. Let's say your prod branch or your master branch, whatever, right? It'll take that in. It'll take the latest code that was that was approved with the, with the pull request or the merge. And then it will use that for the pipeline to kick off and execute whatever test that you wanted to do. So in this example, I used was write the tags. So I wanted to replace, let's say, the production tags with um, adding an S at the end. So productions rather than prod, right? Whatever. So that is one concept of this, right? So your so your whole repository is now your source of truth. So that's why it's important because you're letting all of your pipelines go off of that repository. That's why you need other folks to also look in and make sure and review the code. So that's like a little summary about it. So, but if you guys want to go a lot further on it, there's tons of information about it in, in principle. And I think those are really good just to get a concept idea over it. But I think you guys might get a better understanding if we just do story time, right? <laughs> so at work, there was some kind of like deployment going on on the weekend and I guess I didn't go as planned. It was still successful and they were able to make the changes that they needed to. However, it seemed like, you know, my manager, my advisor and everyone else, they were kind of a little frustrated that it wasn't fully vetted or it wasn't fully tested prior and they wanted now to implement code review, which is fine. You know, as you should. That's a good practice to do. I I support that. However, I don't support it when you want to schedule a call with everyone to go over somebody else's code, which is fine, but not always in practice because, you know, we all have so much work to do already that we can't always afford to hop on a call, whether it's 10 minutes or 30 minutes, just to review some code. So this is where I decided to pitch in the idea of GitOps. Everyone can go about their day, go about their cabin. We don't have to hop and waste time. You submit your code. It doesn't get fully checked in and it won't merge until someone reviews it and approves it. And the beauty of this is, especially with Bitbucket, or GitHub, because those are two I've mainly used in the past, it would actually give you a side-by-side -side comparison of what happened on the current version and the new one that's about to be merged, and I'll highlight those in red. So they'll grab your attention to see, oh, okay, I see what changes they made, so you don't have to go ask them. And then you can either approve it, cool, it'll get merged, and that'll be the new latest version, or you can uh, decline it, and add comments like, hey, changes this and this. So, and that is actually a lot better because then if you really need time for review, well then now you can schedule that and you have a reason for it. I hope that makes sense. So let me give you guys a little bit more examples. When I was, God, I can't believe it's already been almost like five years, uh, if not more, has it been? Maybe six? Yeah, wow, I'm getting old, uh, 2015. What was it? 2017. One of those two. Regardless, I was working at a electric co-op, and I had 
the opportunity of learning Puppet. And I did that for about two years. Worst time of my life. I hated it. It was just not fun for me. It wouldn't, you know, bend and compile the way I needed to. And that's why I, I once I learned Ansible, I fell in love with it. But it, that's a whole different discussion. And now that I think about it, probably a cool topic to record. I have an episode on comparisons of Puppet and Ansible. So actually, if any of you have any Puppet experience, hit me up. You know, reach out to me. Let's talk shop. We can maybe set up an episode on on that. Um, anyways, I, th- I remember this vividly. My task was to create the VM. I think it was, I don't remember the specs, but within that VM, I had to create a Oracle database with certain specs and configuration. Fine, right? And I think because I had to set the timeout, the the several other like global variables defined. So when the dev team would come in to deploy their like jobs, they would connect that whatever automation script that they had to this environment. So I kept, you know, messing around with Beaker, testing and testing and testing. Finally, it worked out. I was like, sweet, my job is done. I can go home and not be miserable anymore. Put it in GitHub, I submitted the, the merge request and my senior at the time, he's looking at it he's, and I get an email alert saying your uh, merge has been rejected. So I'm looking over the comments. I'm like, okay, this is actually helpful because now I'm learning and understanding what they're looking for and they're able to decline and point at which lines or whatever that the reason why. So now it gives me time to go back, review, understand Google or YouTube or whatever else in between to figure out what I made a mistake on and what those changes could be. It could have been as simple as, hey, write the tags or B, hey, let's not do the loop here, let's do the loop here or something like that. So that's taking up less time for everyone because it's as easy as just writing two lines, boom, done, and it's back on me. And if I needed time or more support, I can reach out. And I always found that to be so seamless and such a smooth process. It was phenomenal. At my old org, I was very fortunate to be able to run with this one project alone called Cloud Custodian. I know you guys heard me a lot when I've had guests on about what is the most fun or proudest project I've ever worked on as an icebreaker. For me, it is that project. I did that alone across so many uh, of our department AWS accounts. It was such a fun experience. But I'm trying to find, actually, there is somebody that I know that ran or managed the, the department that created uh, that tool, Cloud Custodian. I need to go ask and see if they'd be interested in having gone and talking shop one day. So if they do, that'd be an awesome treat and something we can all just like totally geek out and nerd on about. So with this tool, you can literally dictate and manage and govern your AWS accounts across as many accounts as you want. We had one, and this was right, right as COVID hit, and things were... You know, everybody's freaking out, as you should, because, you know, people are getting laid off. You didn't know if you were going to have your job. So the project that I was working on as for fun quickly went from being a fun project to a get your shit together. This is now a critical project, and we need this in prod tomorrow. 
it's like oh great right like thanks guys but you know that just shows the importance of there is no such thing as a side project i think i was a reinvent and i think it was the ceo or somebody from netflix that actually said that that there's no such thing as a side project because whatever you're working on you're learning and it actually gives you the opportunity of getting your feet wet to see if that's something you like or you don't like so this one team they did not like the that i was going to come in and you know run these policies in their accounts even though they were they were in my own department they were some of the coolest and sprightest like folks that i ever worked with but you know i understand it's like me asking you yo let me get the keys of your car and take it for a spin around the block a few times you're gonna be like no fuck off as rightly you should but at the time when you know a lot of these companies were literally on edge about whether they're going to retain folks or not a lot of the other teams quickly collaborated with me worked with me we said we might have tweaked some policies or what they were nervous about i would pull up the repository and go over with them about what this script was doing and how on the off chance if they didn't want something to be deleted or any of this governance to go how they can opt out on whatever resources they seemed critical and that really gave them warm and fuzzies and then you know, i wrote the documentation out defining what all these tags and values did uh and actually so much notification and if they agreed i would add them to the slack channels and the email distro so literally there's no such thing as over communication and as a cherry on top i even created a grafana dashboard just to present that data in a different format just because i don't want someone to be like hey you deleted my shit sorry like i you had like a month of emails slack messages how did you not know this was going to happen but luckily that never happened right because there's no such thing as over communication this team they you know didn't want to let me come in because they were kind of working on a custom product of doing something of the same nature now it was a little annoying because I was like, you know, I have all this work done. It'll take me two days to set up and I can cut your spend in half. Let me just do it. And they're like, no, no, no. We want to own it through and through. I'm like, now I was feeling a little like, uneasy. Like, no, no, no. This pipeline is my baby. You're not, you're not, I'm not handing this over to you because my name is associated to this. I don't want you guys mess it up. Like this is, this is my child. No. So there was some back and forth and, you know, my manager at the time tried to get them to collaborate. They wouldn't budge. And then now my director was involved. They, and they were like, no, still wouldn't want to. Like, all right. And they had like the highest spend in our department, which was just to paint that picture. So this is how big of a deal this was. So, you know, once the weekend hit, I got to relax and just unwind. And I thought about GitOps. I was like, you know, why don't we just do the practice that I did at the electric co-op here? Why don't we just do GitOps, do some code review? So I, you know, had a scheduled call with my with my boss as a one-on-one. I'm like, hey, I have, an, I have a perfect solution for this. Hear me out. We meet them halfway. I show them how the the YAML files and the code works. I show them where the documentation is, and I'll show them where the the companies like like official documentation are as well they don't get to 
submit anything, right? Let's just do a traditional GitOps approach on this. They get to write it, they get to modify, tweak whatever they want, but if they're going to merge it to the main branch for their, uh, their cluster of accounts, me or several other people on our team, they have to review it, accept it, and then it'll get pushed into the pipeline for them. It's like, how does that work for you? He's like, I love it. He's like, I think that that might be a good solution that we're meeting them halfway. We're giving them the level of access that they want. I don't think they will, or at least they shouldn't have a problem with this. It's like, you know, set up a call with their whole team, explain it to them, see if we can onboard them. And that should solve that up. No, no more problems. I was like, yeah, no, we're all super excited. You know, we thought we were meeting them halfway. We set up the call and it didn't go as planned. They still didn't want to budge. They wanted to still own everything. Everything they wanted to own, everything. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like, let me set up the infrastructure and the pipeline. You guys literally own your the code. That's what you wanted. That was the original argument that you guys had with us. You can do it, but it won't get submitted into or accepted to the merge request until me or some of the other folks on my team approves it because I had already taught them how to how to read the YAMLs, how to work the YAMLs. And from them who haven't done that yet, I was a little worried that they would mess it up because this is a very powerful tool. You mess up one line, you're deleting or messing up thousands of resources. So that's just like how intense this tool is. I was like, no, like how come we can't just compromise here? I'm trying to meet you guys halfway. I'm willing to get on a call with your with your senior um, engineers and you know spend a week if I have to go over the code, show them what everything is, give you give you guys that knowledge share, and then we can implement this practice. I think this is a good solution. Still, no, no way, we're not doing this. Absolutely not. It's like, all right, well then, that's about it. So, if we would have been able to, you know, meet in the middle, this way of GitOps would have been a phenomenal solution for everyone. It would have opened more collaboration with the two teams. It would have opened up a lot more cross-team opportunities. It would have been a really cool thing. That's just life. Not always everything works out the way you want it to, and and not everything always works out as planned. So I hope that kind of gives you a good idea of what GitOps is and how it could actually solve a lot of these, I wouldn't say tension, but a lot of these problems slash bottlenecks that you might face at work. I have always been a fan of it and try to implement it where I could. I'm trying to be an advocate for it even now at my current uh, place of employment. But with anything new, there's always a little bit of uncertainty to it, right? Because you got to train and show them how it works and ease them into it. You can't just roll up and say, yo, I'm changing all this. Sorry, guys. Right? Like, that's not, it's not going to work out. So you got to kind of, you know, smooth your way in and just ease, ease everyone into the process. And that's how you make change. So that's going to be about it for this week's episode. I hope this was informative. 
you know, definitely feel free to reach out to me if you want to talk about something cool, we can figure something out. As always, feedback is always welcome. I want to know that what you guys want to hear more about, what kind of topics you want me to get into more. So feel free to reach out to me there on my email, level99podcast.outlook.com or on Anchor. So it's definitely been a pleasure. And actually, fun fact, this is actually my 31st episode now. So that's mind-blowing. I didn't think I was going to get this far. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm having a blast. I'm hoping, you're hoping you all are having a blast. And can't wait till next week's episode. As always, best of luck. And until next week, take care. <laughs>